0: Would you like to retire with enough? My name is Peter Gidry, and I am the host of the Retiring with Enough podcast. Today's podcast will be centered around handling regret. Henry Kissinger said, accept everything about yourself. I mean everything. You are you, and that is the beginning and the end. No apologies, no regrets. George Hollis said, nobody who ever gave his best regretted it. Sidney Harris said, Regret for the things we did can be tempered by time. It is regret for the things we did not do that is inconsolable. And Yogi Berra said, If you don't set goals, you can't regret not reaching them. But my personal favorite is from an anonymous source, and it is, Fears over tomorrow and regrets over yesterday are the twin thieves that rob us of the moment. I've never really dwelled on regret. Obviously, everyone has regrets, but I was really blown away when doing research for this podcast. My search revealed over 22 million results about regret with more and longer list of quotes on regret than any other topic to date. Like I said, I never really dwelled on it, but I have to assume that everyone has some regrets. The action not taken the missed job, the unpurchased stock with a meteoric rise, the girl you didn't date, spending too many hours at work, the kindness of another person unacknowledged, and time not spent with spouse or children can all weigh heavily on your conscience. So I guess we'll start with the assumption that everyone at some point feels regret. The media in general, and especially social media, paint a picture of perfect lives. What's regrettable about living in the best house with the best job, more money than can be spent, and the perfect family. All of these stories and images play out on social media every day. And at some point, the common thought process becomes, hey, everybody else's life is perfect except for mine. This fosters regret for all the things we haven't done, the mistakes that we made, and all of the unreversible actions that bring us to a certain point in life. But are these images true representations of life? Hey look, it's probably a true statement that every person has some regrets, and it's probably also true that everyone has done things and made mistakes they would rather not have made. And I can certainly attest to that. But it is my opinion that much regret originates in the belief that past decisions have adversely and irreparably damaged the present, or that one's present situation can't be enhanced or altered in the future. You are where you are, and you're stuck because of the things you did in the past. So what are the sources of regret? People regret where they are presently and regret all the decisions that have brought them to the point in life they feel is unalterable. Of course, just a minute ago, I spoke about media, which makes it appear that everybody else is better off, happier, wealthier, and living a more exciting life. Media influencers would have you believe they live a special life in a special world that is unobtainable to you. And unfortunately for many of us, we feel they are correct, and that only increases regret. But recently, I read an article about a person who wanted to become a media influencer, This person was on a photo shoot in Las Vegas. The first photo showed this person standing in front of one of the most luxurious hotels in Las Vegas. This was followed by a photo of the person floating in a pool surrounded by rose petals. Other photos showed this same person doing awesome and wonderful things at different locations in Las Vegas. But the article goes on to show that... The person was actually just standing in front of the awesome hotel in Las Vegas and was not really staying there. She was staying at a much less expensive place further away from the strip. The photograph of her laying in the water surrounded by rose petals was actually taken in a baby pool, not around the pool in some expensive resort. And on and on, all of the photographs were staged And this person really wasn't living the life that you thought she was living and is the source of some of your regret in the fact that you can't live the same wonderful life that she lives. There's a book that was written a bit ago by an author called Bronnie Ware, who spent a lot of time with terminally ill patients. She listed five regrets she noted while working with these terminally ill clients. So the setup for the book is that she spent time with these terminally ill patients and over a period of years, she developed a list of the things that people spoke about most and regretted most as they were in the later phases of the dying process. Her book, The Top 5 Regrets of the Dying, listed these five regrets. They are, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. I wish I'd let myself be happier. It's actually pretty sad to think that as people lay on their deathbed, these are the things that they realized they hadn't done and would never have a chance to do or correct. So in doing my research, I came up with a list of how to minimize and let go of regret. Some of these I agree with and some of these eh. the first one is make a list instead of dwelling on life's mishaps make a list of what you've learned from your mistakes also include what you're doing to make the future better I tend to be a list person and I always feel like it's beneficial to write things down and think about them a little bit the second one is reframe the past when thinking about decisions that have caused regret. Reframe your thoughts to consider whether other alternative decisions may have made your life worse. No one knows if the alternative decision would have created a better outcome. This is a play on the road not taken. Would that road have been better or worse? If you had taken the other road, would you have ended up in a snowdrift somewhere or in a mountain meadow filled with wildflowers? The third one is forgiving yourself. Uh, This one I'm pretty much all in on, and it's probably one of the most important, but it's also one of the hardest, self-forgiveness. It's important to realize that everyone makes mistakes, and forgiveness is a process that starts with self-realization. You have to identify the problems of the past and realize that your behavior can be changed. Here it is again. Make a list and talk about it with yourself. Give yourself grace along with forgiveness quit being a critic sometimes the person who is your worst critic is you self-analysis is healthy if not taken to an unhealthy level extreme self-criticism inhibits future growth which encourages more self-criticism don't wallow in self-pity change or initiate activities to get you out of the house and into a new environment take up a new hobby Change up physical workouts or hike a different trail. Make amends. If your regrets involve actions or lack of action addressed to other people, apologize and make amends for the past. There will be benefits to both parties. I've actually used this one a lot in the past, and it's pretty hard to do because it means going to another person, admitting you were wrong, and asking for their forgiveness but what it does is actually puts the ball in their court and they either accept your apology and forgive you or they don't either way you walk away with a clear conscience the next one is journaling I'm not a big fan of journaling I've said that in the past but it is a way to work through regrets by writing thinking about and self analyzing regrets talking with others talking with others may reveal that you're not alone in your regrets and the wisdom and experiences of others can be beneficial. Uh, this one's a real news flash. Get professional help. True depression and the inability to resolve regrets may signal the need for professional help. But I feel like maybe the best strategy is just to avoid things that will create regret and to develop healthy habits instead of trying to minimize regret afterward. So what are some of these regret-avoiding strategies? Well, first of all, choose a career that you like. Duh. Not the one with the biggest paycheck. Working for money in a career or job that you hate will eventually create regret for the career not chosen. I tend to agree with this strategy and concept, but I also feel like a person needs to balance the ideal career or profession with the need to take care of self and family. I always felt like early in life maybe I wanted to be an archaeologist. Sounded like a cool thing to be until I did a little research and found that archaeologists spend most of their time in remote locations working really long hours for very little pay. The second strategy is to treat your body better. Bad habits like drinking, smoking, lack of exercise, and poor diet may sentence someone to years of chronic disease and ill health. Unfortunately, this doesn't normally show up until you age a little bit and then realize that you will definitely pay for the sins of your past. The third strategy is to stop worrying. Time spent worrying about things that may or may not happen is mostly time wasted. And then you need to value your time. Life is short, so do the things you want to as soon as possible. Waiting too long may disrupt plans as time changes personal dynamics. A friend of mine said, life is short, eat dessert first. Choose happiness. Finding things to be happy about each day will change attitudes. I actually did a podcast on this subject a bit ago called Replace Negativity with an Attitude of Gratitude. The next strategy is to see things on a smaller scale. Learning to enjoy the simple things in life and celebrating the small daily victories can increase happiness consistently. Say it now. Don't wait to tell people your feelings towards them or to express feelings about situations that concern you. People don't live forever and unresolved concerns can grow to cause bigger problems. Another strategy is traveling early. One of the big regrets of many people is not traveling when young enough to withstand travel demands, and while in good health. As people age, the ability to travel freely diminishes. My parents instilled a love of travel in me, and over the years, my wife and I have traveled both widely and extensively. But travel does come with its own costs, both in time and dollars, and time spent away from family when not traveling with your family. The next strategy is to choose a partner wisely. I'm not sure I'm all in on this one. I do agree with the general statement that it is really important to choose a partner wisely. But unfortunately, when you're young, and that's when most people get married, you really don't understand or know what constitutes the best partner. It's kind of like saying choose your parents wisely. But this strategy says that a good life partner can be one of life's greatest joys, while a bad partner is a source of sadness and stress. Big news. And the last strategy is to take calculated risks. You are more likely to regret not trying something than trying and then being later disappointed. For me, it brings to mind an old saying that you miss 100% of all the basketball shots you don't take. And now some final thoughts. A life filled with regrets is a life unfulfilled. Regret can steal the joy of today. Acknowledge that almost everyone has some regrets, but realize that regret doesn't guide one's life. Don't buy into the media's definition of success. Each person can decide what defines success in their own life. There are multiple pathways to minimize and mediate regrets in life. And the last two are the two things that I've chosen to try and live by in my own life which are to try and avoid regret by proactively developing good habits and avoiding early signs of regret. And the last one is just to forgive yourself. Everybody makes mistakes. Forgive yourself for your past mistakes and allow yourself to let go of the regret and live your life. And don't let fears over tomorrow and regrets over yesterday steal the joy from today. If you regret constantly taking on too much, Then you'll enjoy the next podcast, which is Learning to Say No. As always, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to leave a review. And if you want to partake in an online conversation, be sure to search for the Retiring with Enough group on Facebook. Thanks. The information and opinions contained on this podcast are for general education and are considered general communications. Information on the podcast was obtained from various sources, and Retiring with Enough does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information presented. Retiring with Enough strongly recommends that you perform your own independent research and or speak with a qualified investment professional, legal advisor, or tax professional before making any financial decisions. The information and opinions expressed should not be construed as financial planning and does not consider the economic status or risk profile of any specific person, nor does it constitute an offer to buy or sell securities.